Hello, this is Dan Russo, head football coach of Island High School. You're listening to The Dan Russo Show on Underground Sports Philadelphia. That's what I call the rally cry. Relentless, like a dog on a bone. We got gas in the tank to go all night. We got gas in the tank to go all night. Relentless, we don't walk alone. Relentless, it's time to get to work now. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your host, Kyle Bennett, and joining me each and every week is the namesake of the show, head coach of Vineland High School Football, Dan Russo. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How about yourself? Not too bad. I'm I'm fresh off wedding number one of two this month, uh, and you guys had your matchup on Friday against Holy Spirit. Unfortunately, a, a loss to Holy Spirit, but I was I was keeping up to date as much as I could while I was at the wedding via social media. And from the looks of it, you know, early on, we were talking before we started recording too. The guys hung in; they played tough. Uh, a fifty to twenty four matchup, and to be able to put up twenty four points uh, against a school like Holy Spirit, where we talked last week, you know, they're one of those private schools that they can go and grab players from wherever they they choose if they so choose to do that. Um, but you know, to be able to go pound for pound with them for most of the game is, is an impressive feat. And, uh, you know, you gotta be pretty impressed with how you guys hung in, uh, for four quarters against them. Yeah, definitely. Our, our kids played much better. Um, you know, we went up 10, zero pretty quick. The, the offense did a nice job. And unfortunately we had a few guys injured, you know, with Gallo out helping us at backer and then um, Tyrell Powell was a little dinged up. Hopefully we get him back this week. And, you know, we're trying to fill holes and stuff on defense. And, um, you know, Holy Spirit coaches did a nice job finding some of our holes there and uh, took advantage of it. You know, they're not only do they have um, – like an all-star team, as you said, they uh, recruit them and handpick them. But you know they have some really good coaches there. Coach Deepa uh, Squaw, young guy, doing a good job, and Coach AJ Russo uh, is an assistant now. He gave up the head job, and they have a new head coach. And then they have um, Coach Roman, whose uh, brother is actually the OC for the Ravens, and he's been doing a great job over there and uh you know his son was one of their best players as well he's a very athletic kid and uh, you know tough opponent another top three in south jersey i think and uh top 10 in the state playing some tough teams here um, you know washington township's a really good team they're ranked and uh kingsway's ranked and believe it or not oakcrest is six and one and we kind of hung with them we're down some guys, you know, had a chance to even win that game. But um, sitting at two and four with two games left in the regular season here, and we're hoping to get back on track Friday night in the win column against Egg Harbor. You know, Coach Stetzer's there, a friend of mine. We played against each other in high school and played on the same team in an all-star game, and uh, we're actually roommates. 
and um, known him a long time, and we both have a lot of respect for one another, and uh, he does a nice job there. And it's going to be an old-school Cape Atlantic uh, battle here with Vineland and uh, Egg Harbor we played years ago in the old Cape football conference, you know. Um, Cape Atlantic still exists, but not for football. And um, it's going to be a heavyweight fight with two old rivals going at it. And um, I'm looking forward to it. We always have good games with them. And uh, our kids are working hard. We had a great week of practice last week, and kids played much better. And uh, that's going to continue. And as I mentioned to you before we started uh, – the podcast, you know, we have we've got about twenty underclassmen contributing plus on um, the varsity team right now, and um, you know, obviously we have some seniors that are battling every week and giving us all they have. But to have this high a number of guys contributing on offense, defense, and special teams, you know, I do feel like this program teams going in the right direction even though our record right now doesn't say that but you know they're competing they're battling they have good attitudes staying focused and um just staying in the moment we want to focus right now on egg harbor and hopefully we can win friday and it leads to another one and maybe we uh reach the playoffs that'll be my 10th year but we didn't have playoffs for the covid year so it'd be nice to have five out of the nine years when the playoffs are running to, to make a playoff berth. You know, there's 30 teams in group five, our section. And right now we're sitting at like 18. And um, I feel like if we can get these, these wins on our schedule here, we could, you know, be a 10 to 12 seed. Hopefully our kids you know, are up to the task. It's going to be a playoff environment. Egg Harbor is saying the same things we're saying. They're two and five. We're two and four. The winner could possibly get into the playoffs. The the loser, probably not. So it's going to be a playoff like atmosphere Friday night at EHT. Yeah, and and you know going back to what you said about the at least twenty underclassmen on this varsity roster for people at home who don't know, and as long as I've known Coach Russo, that's a rarity for your teams. It's it's not very often that you have so many contributing underclassmen on the varsity roster. And I think that speaks to just the way, like you mentioned, the program heading in the right direction, having the ability to, you know, call these kids up like you did last year, having that, that core group come up to have somebody like Dan be at quarterback starting his freshman year and be able to grow with these guys. And I think that's only going to help this team, not only for the now, but for the future as these guys, you know, progress in their high school years going from, freshmen to sophomores, sophomores to juniors, and then juniors to seniors, for them to kind of grow collectively and not just, you know, it be a senior core and then kind of having a restart. You're going to have a giant portion of this roster together for at minimum two to three years all together. And I think, one, that's super special and super rare uh, for high school football nowadays. And two, it's only going to make the on-field play and off-field relationships that much better for the guys on the roster. Yeah, no doubt. In addition to the, the youth movement of, on the varsity level, you know, I was off Monday for Columbus Day, and um, JV played Holy Spirit, and I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to bus them on the bus with them to Holy Spirit 
and some of the kids I'm talking about don't really play JV, and we have additional players that are really doing a nice job, and they went down Abseekin and beat Holy Spirit 14-0. to So been here 10 years, and we've played, you know, Prep and uh, Holy Spirit and St. Joe's. It seems like every year we have one of them, sometimes two of them. But um, I know we've beaten them a few times. The only time I can remember is beating the J- our JV, I think it was, or freshman when you are beating St. Joe's. And this is the second time in 10 years that any one of our teams, freshman, JV, or varsity has beaten them. So that is a substantial accomplishment. Holy Spirit doesn't have a freshman program, so it was like their JV was freshman and JV combined. So they had some guys, and our you know our kids, game was at 10 in the morning. Told them to be here at 8 o'clock. I got here about 7.45 a.m., and there was kids waiting at the door, ready to go. One kid even rode his bike, and it was a pretty long distance, and I couldn't be more impressed with that because that shows me um, commitment and desire. He got up early. You know, these kids are up uh, playing video games all night, so maybe he took took a break from the video games or whatever to, whatever they do. And uh, he was here waiting. Matter of fact, his name's uh, Gage Gallo, rode his bike, and he plays quarterback for the JV, so – that's very impressive to me. And um, we were on the bus by 8.15 going down to, to Abseekin. And they what? It was an awesome, awesome morning. Made my day. And then um, I was fortunate enough to see the Raiders play the, that night. So Pop got some, you know, not as many plays, but he had some opportunities in there. And he's on special teams. So, you know, he just has to wait his turn and keep uh, working hard. We'll be fine. But getting back to that JV, you know, wasn't easy atmosphere. A lot of Holy Spirit fans there. We had some, but not like they did because it's in their backyard. It was a 45 to 50 minute bus ride, and I couldn't be more impressed with those kids. They did a they did a real great job and uh, played very hard, not just physically but mentally. No mental mistakes, and uh, you know. Very impressive. So, on a positive note, you know we're going to st- we're going to still compete. We're not by any means uh, not motivated or wanting to win the rest of our games or talking about next year at all. But I'm just stating the facts to people who listen to our show that we got some dudes, and um, a lot of these kids should probably be playing JV, but since we don't have a whole lot of seniors that are, you know, starters. You know, these guys are plugging some holes and they're doing a great job. And, you know, in a public school, even private, you have your ups and downs. I mean, I know Williamstown, I'm friends with those guys, and they're one and six right now. And we lost to them in the quarters two years in a row, and they're winning state championships. So it goes up and it goes down. And um, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. You're going to, you know, win some games, and unfortunately you're not going to win some games. But um, even the school down the street, the prep, I mean, they're three and four struggling this year, and, you know, they're handpicking them and losing the public schools. So, you know, it's hard to win, but we're going to keep working hard and 
I like these kids. I like this group. They're fun to coach. They're respectful. They listen. Um, and they want to get better. So that's what it's all about, getting better and competing. Yeah, and anytime, you know, we have any of the guys on the show or, you know, Friday night's pregame when I'm down on the field, like like you said, they're very fun to be around. Like they have this energy yeah. and this aura about them that, like, you want to be around this team as much as possible because they're just fun, they're exciting. And like you said, they want to get better. They want to continue to improve week to week. Like they want to look back on this season, you know, when it's all said and done, like from where they were that first scrimmage back in August to where they will be, you know, after the Thanksgiving game against the Crosstown rivals, they want to be like, we improved, you know, a hundred X because I think that's the trajectory that this team is on. Even though, like we said, the record may not reflect that the improvement levels that across the board guys on this roster have made to where we even are now on October 11th as we record this it's it's exponential to see the improvement that so many of these guys have made yeah no doubt I agree with you um but it's a process you know a lot of them jumped man they're they jumped two levels to varsity so if they're playing seventh and eighth grade football they bypassed freshmen, they bypassed JV, and they went right up to uh, varsity, which isn't easy to do. Like, for instance, the Holy Spirit quarterback the other night, I was talking to the coaches. He's very good. But um, he's a senior, and this is the first year he's even starting because there was guys in front of him. So, I mean, to have a quarterback like that, that basically was playing – well, he went through the progressions. He played freshman, and then he played JV, and – now he's the varsity quarterback. A lot of our kids haven't had that progression and they're learning as they go. But like I said, they're doing a great job. You know, it takes time. You know, we've got some 15 year olds competing. It's 18, 19 year olds. You know how that goes. So they don't have that strength yet, but they're, um, they're hanging in there and they're competing and, you know, I'm very proud of them. Yeah. And I mean, we even mentioned too earlier in the season that like, there's still a bunch of players across the country that are still kind of trying to reacclimate after having dealt with everything with the pandemic. There was, you know, some throwing off of years to where some of these guys, you know, they're coming back to play football for the very first time this year for the first time in two years. So there's a lot of, you know, just reacclimation and getting used to the grind of, you know, going through a football season. And, um, you know, it's impressive to just see, the way that these guys have progressed. I do have to ask you, Coach, with this Holy Spirit game, you finally unlocked the field goal uh, unit for this game. Take me through that decision, and what you see from Greif uh, on the field goal kick to uh, let you unlock his leg? Yeah, I was comfortable you know, kicking that field goal. We were, I think, possibly on the 10 or 15. That's kind of – you know, we're comfortable with him kicking from a certain distance, and um, – we had the right linemen in, you know, there was no injuries. Um, like I said, it's very hard. We've got some guys back, you know, that are backups, but I mean, as far as having three at one time, like in the Oakhurst game, that's a little overwhelming. So uh, we've worked hard on preparing the guys and then having backups prepared too, because, you know, he is um, a great kicker and um, great punter. And his kickoffs are improving. I mean, he's a real weapon for us. And um, I feel like the special teams have been very good. And it's uh, mostly because of him. Because he's doing, you know, a fantastic job. And uh, 
you know, when we played for the Blitz, I know he injured his knee and had surgery. So he, he I think he's finally at full strength. It takes time when you have that type of surgery. And, um, you know, last year he did a great job for us too, but he wasn't nearly as strong as he is now. I mean, through his training, with that five-star kicking, he goes to Coach Cooper and he's in the weight room. And I think, you know, no offense to my ex-kickers out there, but um, I don't remember a kicker staying the whole practice and refusing to leave like he does. I mean, the kickers usually do their thing and say, see you, coach. I'm like, yeah, no problem. And I, I'm I'm good with it. But with Colin, I'm like, um, all right, bud, I'll, I'll see you. You can get out of here if you want. He's like, no, coach, I'll stay the whole practice. That's not right. So um, he's a special he's a special kid, and he's a great teammate. And like I said, he is uh, – major weapon for us and he's only a junior first field goal for you guys since henry garton i think a few years ago i want to say sounds about right sounds about right yeah it does yep i mean to be fair over the past you know in your tenure as head coach you've had some pretty talented kickers which is yeah a, a rare commodity in high school football yeah cling was very good and then garton and now grife so We've had some good ones. So shout out to to Colin getting his first uh, first three pointer on the board, if you will. Um, but you know, looking ahead, coach, you got EHT this week. How's practice been? Uh, you know, coming off the Holy Spirit game and kind of just you know resetting and and taking away you know the good, the bad from that game to uh, you know progress through this week of practice and get set for an EHT team that, like you mentioned. You both are going to be battling it out, you know, possession by possession, because this this game could really determine who gets into the playoffs. Yeah, the kids are focused and um, working hard, getting ready for this big game. And uh, you know, my coach and staff are doing a great job. We've got some real good coaches here, and I'm very fortunate to have them in our program. It's like I said earlier, multiple times. You know, there's not a whole lot of people lined up to coach um, football anymore. You know, um, it's a huge time commitment. And unfortunately, it doesn't really pay that well. So, and then you got to hear certain things, you know, and it's, you know, not for everybody if you can't handle it. My favorite saying is, you know, Coach Parcells, start listening to fans, you start sitting with them, right? And unfortunately, sometimes things get a little heated. But um, you know, it's part of the part of the gig. Um, it is what it is, and you know, at the end of the day, I just always do what's best for the kids, and that's the rule I live by, and I'm going to continue to live by. And I sleep real good at night, knowing that in my position, I do what's best for the kids in our program, and. Um, We've got a good relationship, you know, with the current players and former players, and we're just going to keep building and going out there and competing. But um, can't say enough about the guys I got on the staff and, you know, the guys I've had over the years on the staff with Coach Smith and Coach Volpe and Coach uh, Shifalalio, who's now the assistant athletic director here. So we've had some real good ones. Now we've got some real good ones in with uh, Coach Hendricks and, Coach Tucker, Coach Wimbish, and um, Coach Guzman's been with me since the beginning. 
Um, all the kids love Coach Goose. All the kids in school love Coach Goose. He's a he's a great person, and um, he's always got my back. He's always got the kids back, and um, you know he's a real uh, asset to our program. And um, he's actually the JV coach with uh, Coach Vizo, who's another incredible coach we have here. He played quarterback at Vineland. Now he's uh, given back to the program uh, more ways than one. He uh, volunteers and he gives, he's very generous to the program and um, always bringing uh, food for the kids. He's another great asset for our program. And, you know, we're talking about uh, some players and just so happens one of my players uh fathers too he's uh helping us out with uh coach ecker does a great job for us um you know shane's alvernia now we were talking about earlier but coach ecker has been with us for a while now and another great guy and um you know obviously we have coach heck with all his experience um, 40 years plus coaching youth football and uh, high school football and you know he helped he advises me well and you know guys are working hard we got coach gilbert helping out with the offensive line um he's really done a great job getting the o-line better o-line showing huge improvements offense doesn't work if you don't have you know the blocking up front that we have so We've got some really good ones, and I'm, we're very fortunate. I make sure the kids know it. I talk to them all the time about being respectful to the coaches and being thankful for the guys we have here because it's not, it's not easy, like I said. Yeah, I, I, I task anyone out there. I, I truly doubt there's anyone out there that doesn't like Coach Guzman. Yeah. He, he's like the most likable human on the planet. No doubt. No doubt. Um, we go way back. He was a couple years behind me at the uh, College of New Jersey. He played at Hamilton, and obviously I played at Vineland. And um, you know, he was a linebacker. I came in as a linebacker, but I moved over to the offensive side. I played tight end in college. Um, but he was always we're always competing against one another because when you're in college, it's two separate units. Nobody plays both sides of the ball in college. You have so many guys, but. Um, I can remember him playing, you know, defense and special teams and and being a, you know, great football player. I feel like his nickname in college was Nitro. <laughs> Possibly. I, I have to I, with him, but I mean, he, you know, he would hit you. I'm very tempted now Friday night to walk down on the field and say, yeah. hey, Coach Nitro. <laughs> Look, that could have been his nickname. I could be mistaken and I have to check with Coach Goose, but. That's a great here, nickname, nonetheless. Around here, he's just, you know, obviously Coach Goose or Goose, you know, and uh, yeah, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. And um, fortunately, we work together, too, in the, in the school here. And um, we get to hang out all day, and, and he's a great guy. Yeah, love Coach Goose. Uh, and I'm definitely going to uh, – dive into the the nitro nickname named after a roller coaster coach um yeah i'm, I'm thinking <laughs> not sure but i think that was uh it's a great nickname 
Yeah, we had a lot of fun in college, that's for sure. Uh, going into this EHT game, Coach, what are some things that you guys have picked up, you know, that this team does really well that, you know, you're trying to, you know, get a, a better advantage matchup-wise against uh, Egg Harbor Township on Friday night? Yeah, I know Coach Stetzer had a lot of seniors last year who graduated. They had, you know, a good year. Um, came down to Vineland and, you know, took it to us. Um, we've had good games over the years, and some have been one-sided. You know, we've had a few games against them where we beat them fairly well, and last year they, you know, beat us fairly well on the scoreboard. But um, I think both teams are, you know, evenly matched. They have some young guys playing as well. And, um, you know, kind of similar to us. They can – they sustain drives and – do some nice things, but I think there's some things they could clean up just like uh, we can. And, you know, it's going to be a battle. I think we have uh, two programs in similar positions here. And, um, you know, I think both programs are on the way up. He's got uh, some young guys playing as well. And, um, like I said, I got a lot of respect for Coach Stetzer. He's a friend of mine, and we go way back. And, you know, he's a pretty intense guy, and, I'm a pretty intense guy, so we're going to see uh, how our programs um, react Friday night. And I think whoever can, you know, reduce and eliminate mental mistakes and stay positive and handle adversity well is going to win the game. Yeah, and, you know, like we brought up, like this is going to be uh, a potential, you know, boost to get into the postseason this year. To, to know that that's the type of environment that you guys are going to be, you know, walking into on the road and EHT, like every team you guys play on the schedule, they have a great, uh, you know, fan base at home and everything. What's kind of the, the message to everyone this week to keep those mental mistakes at a minimum, to keep that focus and, you know, to really be locked in even more so than you guys normally are, knowing what's potentially at stake uh, from the outcome of this game. Yeah, you know, just keep keeping the kids focused, working hard, um, trying to stick to our routine. Pretty much the same every week. We try to, you know, get our three hours in of practice and you know, keep it structured. Um, Thursday, they're calling for some rain, so I got to make arrangements to have the in you know the gym probably because I'm not going to bring them out in the rain and risk injury or anything like that. So. We just have to make sure we plan accordingly. Uh, kids get, you know, proper amount of sleep all week. That's really big. And just make sure they're eating their three meals a day with some snacks in between and hydrating. It's still it's actually been hot the last couple of days here. Um, beautiful weather, but it is hot when you're out there working. Uh, the kids, you know, need to stay hydrated. So, you know, we do our best. I verbally tell them we have our huddle software, which – it's our messaging system for the kids and as well as our video. So we try to do our best to remind them and uh, have them prepared. But, you know, it's we do have a little bit of a logistical thing here, challenge as far as using our home field and practicing at the high school. It's not ideal, but do your best with it. You know, we want to utilize that beautiful field, but it's hard because they got to bring their equipment home and then, bring it to Gatone, and then the next day they got to bring it to school if we're practicing at Violent High and it's you're lugging all that equipment around. So it does have its challenges. So the kids are 
you know, doing a great job where they're um, bringing all their equipment home and bringing it to school and bringing it to Catone and they just have to pay attention if you know what I mean. Totally. And I was going to bring up before uh, you mentioned the rain, I was going to say it has to be pretty nice this week, not having all the rain that we've had uh, recently and being able to practice outside again. Yeah, no doubt. Um, fortunately, we have that beautiful stadium with a beautiful field and uh, the, the JV actually played Washington Township on Monday and like uh, it was raining all day. It stopped and it rained again, but they had a blast. Um, a lot of teams had to cancel because you can't go on the grass field with that kind of uh, rainfall. So ours drains right away and it's safe and the kids are playing right on it. It's awesome, that field. It's always a, a big benefit for the Fighting Clan football team. And it's nice that, you know, EHT, we were there last year for uh, one of the preseason scrimmages. They also have turf. So that's a big benefit to, you know, just have that comfortability underneath your feet, knowing what surface you're going to be playing on. Yeah, no doubt. The only game that Varsity has this year on grass was Clearview. Everyone else has turf. It's just the way it's going, and it's just, it just makes sense, you know, as far as um, safety and the expense. Over time, you know, you save money because you're not paying someone to cut it, water it, fertilize it, all that kind of stuff. It's It adds up, so... If a district has a 30-year vision as opposed to a right-now vision, it's it's gonna it's gonna be a wise decision, in my opinion. Hundred percent. And you know, from this week of practice and you know everything you've been able to kind of take in and and pick up on what EHT does well and some things that you guys are trying to also exploit. What are you know what are you looking for from the guys this week? Offense, defense, special teams to really you know execute the game plan well. Who are some guys that you know, you might be challenging in practice this week to uh, to really step up and, you know, answer the bell come Friday night. It's going to be an all-out air assault, and we're just going to pick on their tiny corners. That's a joke, Coach Stetzer. I want to see how long I can keep a serious face. Um <laughs> No, nah, you know, like I said, they're a good football team. They've had some success. They've won a couple games. It's always a heavyweight fight with Violent EHT. Um, he's got a real good coach and staff. It's, I don't know, his eighth year possibly there, seventh or eighth year. He, he got the job a couple years um, after I, I got the job at Violent. So um, we know each other very well. His kids play hard. He'll have them ready. Um, they'll be flying around, you know, he'll have them prepared. So I couldn't emphasize enough to my kids at practice that you can't go by their record, two and five, and you can't go by our record, two and four. It's two good football teams that have played really good teams in South Jersey, some of the top ten teams, and um, we're both battle-tested. We played some good teams. You know, we took some lumps. We hung in there, battled. But – um. Friday night, it's like I said, it could be for a playoff spot. So the kids have to bring the intensity and um, listen to the coaches. Um, they like to run the ball. So, you know, we're going to have to be pre prepared for that. That physicality, our kids are going to have to bring it and be ready for it. Um, we'll have some aggressive guys. You know, like I said, Coach Stetcher is very intense. Um, 
he's an emotional guy and he gets the best out of his players. So our kids have to be able to match that. So the staff and I are going to do our best to make sure our kids are prepared. You know, offensively, we just want to keep uh, getting better and playing to our strengths. And we have, you know, some really good guys in the passing game. Our running game has improved. Fortunately, our quarterback can throw and run, and it brings a different dimension to our offense. So, um, you know, we're lucky there. We put um, Newman, uh, Tyshawn Newman at tight end. He's done a um, excellent job, not just in blocking, but he's a true weapon there in the passing game. He's close to six foot three basketball player, brings a new dimension to our offense. You know, he had some opinions he stated and he was vocal. And um, I told him, you know, you want to help the offense, then we need you to contribute. So he, he contributes to the offense. He was kind of just a strictly an edge rusher, defensive guy, but now he's stepped up and he's playing offense. And um, he definitely is going to catch the eye of some defensive coordinators. You definitely have to keep an eye on him because he is so talented. And um, I feel like he's going to help us open some things up for our offense. And, um, you know, we had another Tyshawn. Uh, Sharp helping us with our second tight end spot, number 27. He played last week and did a nice job. And, um, you know, we're just going to continue to uh, change things up on offense, you know, always have some surprise formations and plays ready for the following week just to uh, throw your opponent off. That's what about game planning, tweaking things here and there. So, we're just going to make sure that we continue to do our jobs as, you know, the coaches here and um, get our kids in a good position to win. And that's, that's about how it is, man. Yeah. And I think, you know, having somebody with the size and athleticism of Tayshawn Newman at the tight end position, like you said, it's going to open up things for the offense. And I think that just takes a giant weight off of, you know, your wide receivers that are on the outsides where, you have that that centralized portion of an opponent's defense really having to now focus on a, a 6-3 athletic freak that is Tayshaun Newman and what he can do, you know, in the middle of the field because he is so physical and, in, and is so, you know, a presence that, you know, Tank Powell on the outside, James Hitchens Jr. on the outside, that's going to open up things for them to be able to get loose and kind of draw one-on-one matchups instead of getting doubled up like they have been in past games. Yeah, exactly. And um, all these names that you're naming, what's so cool is they all play basketball too. So that, you know, they're very athletic. They can go up and, you know, score, rebound, run, run the court, fast break, great hands, fast twitch. And, um, you know, it's benefiting our program. You know, like I said, we're going to uh, continue um, to get better. Um, like I said, uh, the work in progress here. We do have some young guys stepping up, but I feel like we are getting better. Last game, they played much better. We got to make some um, additional changes. Hopefully, we get some guys back. Um, you know, our trainers are doing a great job. Trainer Dave and trainer uh, Dara, very lucky to have them here. And in addition to them, we have a great athletic maintenance department with Joe Pettit and um, Mike Otsman helping out. So, on. I've mentioned numerous times, you know, we got the full support of the athletic director with Donnie Robbins and 
Coach Shifalale was the assistant AD, and the one that really makes things happen is the um, athletic director secretary, Lori Bings, man. She is incredible, scheduling the buses and making sure we have officials and all that stuff. So it's a team effort, a lot of moving parts, especially with football, man. There's a lot involved, you know. They're like, how do you do football and basketball? I'm like, you kidding me? Basketball's a relief. It's much <laughs> easier. They grab some sneakers and a basketball and a practice jersey. We're rocking and rolling. And guess what? I'm never in the heat. I'm never in the cold. I'm never in the rain, never in the wind. I always have a climate-controlled, beautiful gym. And I'm chilling there, coaching basketball, too. So, um each has its challenges, but football is definitely more challenging because, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts, more kids, the equipment, as you can imagine, and everybody, I'm sure, knows it's it's not even close. But um, the good news is the basketball players are uh, playing football, and um, they're getting tougher. And then the football players are playing basketball and they're getting more athletic. So it's a win-win. So we're going to keep building that up and uh, shifting gears a little bit. The basketball team won the summer league championship. We started our own summer league this past summer and had um, all the Cumberland County teams in it, except for Cumberland Regional. That's a whole nother conversation, but we don't need to discuss uh, we had Delcy in here in Oakcrest and Buna, and it was fantastic. And our guys ended up winning, you know, the summer league championship. So we're gonna keep building that up too, and get these basketball players playing uh, football. And it's we need those kind of guys, you know. And in the past, we weren't we weren't getting them. I can remember early on that it was like, kids, oh, I'm just a basketball player, on, or I'm just a football player. We want all the great athletes playing three seasons and they're more recruitable too, because code, you can't duplicate competition like you do in a game situation. That's something, you know, at practice you try, but you can't duplicate having the game unis on the officials, the, the field ready, the court ready. And you try to get them in game, like competitive situations all the time. So it's about competing. And that's why a lot of these college recruiters like multi-sport athletes. So if there's any parents or even kids that do listen to this podcast, get them in a, a sport every season, have them competing and using different muscle fibers, you know? 100%. Basketball is so fast twitch. It gets the kids, you know, develops more fast twitch for football. It's just, you know, they should do three sports and, you know, keeps them busy and, I feel like kids that are on the sports teams, you know, in the future are better workers in the workforce because they understand the team concept. And I can just tell by the people I work with who was on a team and who, who wasn't. It's just definitely different. you understand it's about a team. And um, I can't emphasize that enough. You brought up Lori Bings. I was actually with her on Friday at the wedding I was at. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, her nephew got married. Oh, great. So you got to speak to Miss Banks? Yep. We've been, her entire family, my entire family, like we've been close since like the day I was born. So we've, awesome. been, we've been connected for quite a long time. She's a great woman and a great 
asset to the athletic department. She helps all the sports and um, with all kinds of things. So I'm just giving you a little, little bit as far as the, you know, organizing the transportation and, you know, the officials and facilities and getting the kids um, the supplies they need and the coaches the supplies. It goes on and on, but um, she's, Fortunately, she's been here since I've been here, and um, I'm hoping she stays a long, a long time. But she's awesome, hundred percent. And uh, coach, you always know it's a look good, feel good, play good podcast. We're on the road this week at EHT. So, what's what's the uh, what's the jersey combo looking like for this uh, regular season postseason environment matchup against EHT? At this point, you know, I think. We're definitely going to go with the red and gray helmets, and I'm thinking we're going to go red and gray helmets with all white unis, white pants, white tops, you know, white socks. I think it'll look uh, very nice. I think we've had a different combo every game. I think so. So we had all white with the white helmets, but now we're going all white with the red and gray. So try to mix it up. Kids get excited, you know. Like you said, look good, feel good. Play good, win the game. Let's go. Exactly. And, uh, you know, Friday night, it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. So if you're in the area and can get out to EHT, I highly recommend it. It's a great facility out there as well to take in a game. And uh, if you're not, make sure you subscribe to the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel. You can watch the game there. Myself and Rich Scarpa on the call. 6 p.m. kickoff this week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for Vineland and EHT. And make sure you guys are following Vineland Football on all the social media platforms, the Red and Gray Gridiron Group Facebook page, at VinelandFB on Twitter. And uh, make sure you follow Underground Sports Philadelphia on Twitter as well at UndergroundPHI. And subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss out on uh, any episodes of the Dan Russo Show. And as we always do, Coach, we wrap up with the alumni. And we had a big-time week this week. We were going through before we started recording, just getting the list together of everybody that is playing at the next level. And, of course, uh, I think we'd be remiss to not just kick things off with primetime pop once again, uh, getting big-time love pregame. I think I think we got to get Lewis Riddick to Vineland, New Jersey, because he, every week now, is tweeting about Isaiah Pacheco and is, is loving watching him play. Uh, so, Lewis Riddick, one, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the Dan Russo Show to talk about pop, but... Uh, we love that you're a fan as well. And I don't know if you saw the graphic coach uh, that they put up on Monday Night Football of, of Isaiah. They had Vineland, New Jersey as the hometown, showed that he got the key to the city this summer as well. And uh, he got a lot of love from the Monday Night Football graphics department. Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, like we've discussed, so proud of Pop and all his accomplishments and you know, he's just going to keep getting better. Um, it's amazing to watch, especially some of that um, pregame stuff, like the fans and the tailgating and the Arrowhead Stadium is enormous, one of the biggest in the country. And that whole backdrop when they're doing the aerial views, I'm like, man, this is awesome. I'm trying uh, to figure out when I can go see. I, I definitely want to take a trip out to Kansas City, just always concerned with the flights and all the horror stories you're yeah. hearing about getting canceled. I'd You'd hate to spend all that money, and they're telling you you're not going to make it, and you're, like, stuck with tickets you can't even use. So, unfortunately, it doesn't have any – I think the closest game 
this year for the Chiefs is Cincinnati. Yeah, I think so. So, um, you know, I'm going to do my best to go see it live. And so proud of uh, Pop and his accomplishments. And what a great program he's in. Uh, Chiefs, you know, one of the best teams in the league. And, you know, has an opportunity maybe, you know, to reach playoffs and then possibly a Super Bowl and win it again with all the talent they have. Yeah, and I mean, I think one of the, the wild stat lines from the Isaiah Pacheco versus Coach Ash Bowl 1.0 this this past Monday, uh, where the Chiefs won 30-29. to Pop's teammate and one of the best tight ends to ever do it, Travis Kelsey. I don't know if you saw his stat line, Coach. Seven receptions, 25 yards, but four touchdowns. I did see that. <laughs> Incredible. That's just an unbelievable stat line. I know. You think the Raiders would have maybe uh, defended him a little better? <laughs> you know, that, that guy's a big target. And he's an uh, awesome player, and you know, he um, he's a special tight end. And I'm he sure was, Pop. I'm sure Pop was texting well, Coach Ash after the game too. Yeah, I'm sure. I I got you know. I still text Coach Ash, and uh, it's on my to do list just to touch base with him again um like i said we had a great relationship and you know to his credit he's the one that was the coach at Rutgers when they got him so he was definitely coach ash's number one recruit in his tenure there as head coach yeah so chiefs get a big time win uh unfortunately uh tyreem and, and Rutgers a one point loss to nebraska this past week but coach Ciano was not quitting i don't know if you saw that final play of the game nebraska was taking a knee and they almost fumbled the ball on on the uh, the QB kneel, and Coach uh, Shiano's defense was ready to go in and scoop that ball up if it got loose. Yeah, no doubt. He's a fierce competitor, and he's trying to, you know, get them back on track. Unfortunately, that was a setback, but it looks like he's making some changes. He thinks what's best for the program. I had a sportscaster from that area call me, and I guess – you know, asking me who I think should be the offensive coordinator. And my answer was, I feel like whoever Coach Yano thinks is the best fit to get, you know, get that program where it needs to be. And, um, you know, he, he'll find the right guy. And I know Coach uh, Campanelli will hold it down until they get a new offensive coordinator. He's a experienced coach who was head coach at, you know, one of those North Jersey privates and, was an interim head coach before Coach Shiano took over. So we'll find the right guy, and you don't want to see anybody lose their job, but it's just the nature of their business. You know, when things don't go right, they got to make some changes. So um, hopefully you can find the right guy. Yeah, and they have a bye week this week, but they get back after it uh, in a couple weeks on October 22nd against Indiana at home. Uh, but we were going through – Big old list, coach, and we got a bunch of guys playing uh, at the college level still doing their thing and, and performing really well. And we, we stumbled upon the fact that Del Val is a, a whopping 6-0, and if I'm not mistaken, we found out. Yeah, 6-0. and Congratulations, Barry Turner, Conrad Jackson. They're still playing, you know, football in college and extending their careers. So I talked to Barry's sister at school here, and she said he's doing well playing corner. So. He was a great player for us, and Conrad's on the offensive side, so they're having a great season. And we have um, Tyrese Powell, 
at um, Keene University, and they just had a big win against Montclair State. So that's a real big win, good win for them in the NJAC conference they're playing. I see that Antoine Rivera made the roster for Seton Hill University, and um, real proud of him. Uh, David Dutra's at Monmouth, who's having a fantastic year. They beat um, Villanova. I saw a couple weeks ago, and they just beat uh, Albany this past weekend. I got to actually watch it on TV. It was it was, nice. it was fun to watch. Monmouth just joined the CAA division, moved up. Um, they were like kind of an independent because the MAC doesn't have any other football teams besides Monmouth. Villanova, William and Mary, uh, Rhode Island, Maine, Albany. I think did I mention University of Delaware as well? I think so. Yeah, so Delaware's in there. They've got some big time opponents. Um, Otis Harold's at FDU, Madison, the Forum they call it. So I think FDU and uh, Keene play. I'm going to try to get to that game. We've got Shane Ecker at Alvernia. Coach Eckerson doing a great job. See, they have a couple wins. And obviously, you can mention we got Tyreem playing Mike Linebacker for uh, Big Ten School in Rutgers. And uh, they're fairly young, too. You know, it takes a couple years. Coach Shannon's going into his third year. You know, one year was the COVID year, so it's hard to even count that. So he's still building there as well. And uh, that was his number one recruit. So Violent has had. Coach Ash's number one recruit at Rutgers and Isaiah Pacheco. And now I want to say Coach Shiano's number one recruit in his tenure has been Tyreen Powell, who had offers at Virginia Tech and Penn State. And, you know, Kentucky was here and all kinds of schools. But, you know, they knew he was going. Everyone felt like he was going to go to Virginia Tech. So um, Tyreen's not a glory hound and didn't need to write 30 different offers on Twitter and all that stuff. So. When coaches came in, we were real. He was real honest. Like, for instance, Kentucky. He could have played there in SEC school, and he's like, "Coach, I'm not going to Kentucky." <laughs> no offense. He had other offers. He, you know, he he's a family guy. He wanted to stay close to his family. Virginia Tech was far, but Tyreem's dad drives trucks for a living, and he's a truck driver, so he doesn't mind driving. So that five six hour drive, whatever it was, was nothing to him. But at the end of the day, when Coach Shiano got the job and um, he had an opportunity to go play Coach Shiano and Rutgers in the Big Ten, it's like he did what was best for him and his family. And I'm sure the parents are very grateful that it's uh, an hour and 45 minutes as opposed to six or seven hours, some back roads in Virginia. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out. And, uh, you know, it's nice to be able to drive and see him on a Saturday or uh, – I guess even Friday nights they play now, but that doesn't work for us because we play Fridays usually. So um, he's a great kid, man. I always, we're always texting, and he's always promoting violin. You know, he led the team those two years to the only two playoff wins in school history. So he's a special kid. Um, he's our, he'll be our next NFL player playing on Sundays. Yeah, he's doing a great job. I talked to Tyreem quite a bit as well, social media and everything, and, and keeping in touch with him. And, uh, you know, we plan on, you know, following his journey, just like we did with Jamil, like we did with Isaiah, and uh, just seeing, you know, 
where he uh where he winds up once his career at Rutgers comes to an end but he's doing a great job there now and as is everybody you know playing at the next level from violence fun keeping up with just the immense number of players that are playing at the collegiate level and then obviously keeping up with Jamil and Isaiah at the NFL level as well yeah, hopefully the Chiefs go for another violent guy and we can see him play on the same team again. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be um, pretty cool. But Tyreem's definitely going to have a great NFL career. He keeps doing everything that he does. Um, he checks every box, man. He is uh, hes very special. Yeah, so to all of our alumni, keep doing your thing and uh, you know keep uh, representing Vineland the way that you have. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully talking about a big-time win over EHT, getting set for homecoming after that. And uh, like I said earlier, make sure you guys are following Vineland High School Football on social media, the Red and Gray Gridiron Group Facebook page, at VinelandFB on Twitter. You can follow Underground Sports Philadelphia on Twitter at UndergroundPHI. And make sure you subscribe to the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel. You can tap in to every home game, every away game, with myself and Rich Scarpa on the call this week, 6 p.m. kickoff at EHT on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel. And make sure you subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel as well so you don't miss out on any episodes of the Dan Russo Show. They premiere every Thursday night, and uh, it's always a fun experience in the comments live and, and chatting with everybody. So be a friend, tell a friend, and let everybody know that you can tune in live to the Dan Russo Show premiere every Thursday night leading into game day. But, Coach, any final thoughts heading into uh, this matchup against EHT? Yeah, well, one of them is I just always would like to thank uh, Jim Cavallero for all he does, not just with our social media, but I haven't had someone do our stats the way he does them for us since being here, and it, it's incredible, and it helps the kids, and it helps me tremendously, but he is incredible, does all types of things for us. Um works for the city of Ireland. He bleeds red and gray. And, you know, we talk just about every day and he's very active in our program, helping the kids and uh, helping me and the coaches. And just want to say thanks to uh, Jim Cavaliero. Does our Twitter and Facebook. And I want to say Snapchat too. I've never been on Snapchat, but I think, uh, Jimmy's got that down pat too, and uh, he's just been tremendous. So thanks, Jimmy. Um, like I said, it's going to be a very physical game against EHT. It always is, and um, our kids got to be able to withstand, you know, that physical physicality that's going to be taking place Friday night. And they will. They'll be ready. Our kids, they want to win. They want to work hard. They want to compete. Little extra motivation too. Uh, a little birdie told me that um, that being Coach Stockbridge, the assistant girls soccer coach, that when they were down at Egg Harbor, maybe one of their kids misplaced the kick and it went over to the football field, and they mentioned something like, "Tell your football team we're going to kick their ass like last year." So we're going to see if they can kick our ass. Right, so my guys there have a little, little extra motivation, and um, I think the the girls' soccer team here yelled back, "Now, Vaughn's going to kick your ass or something along those lines." So, Coach Stockbridge was like, "Shh, don't say that, don't say that." <laughs> but um, 
it's just kids being kids and going back and forth. But um, maybe a little extra motivation for our guys to go out there and uh, lay the wood, if you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. So um, our kids will be ready. It's going to be a physical game. Uh, we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's an old school Cape Atlantic uh, rival game. Um, I had great games as a player playing against them, uh, except for when I didn't drop in the uh, flat correctly and Coach Parentazzi got on me pretty significantly. I don't remember ever being spoke to like that in my entire life. But Coach Parentazzi, <laughs> boy, he, he, he didn't accept excuses, and um, he made you better. Because he, he worked you, you know, and um, all the respect in the world for Coach Parentazzi. But a lot of fond memories of our games against Egg Harbor. And for me personally as a player and then as a as a coach, you know, we've had some battles with them. And um, I don't think anything will be different Friday night. But our kids will be ready. They're going to be ready. Um, looking forward to it. We need a win. We want to be a playoff program every year, and this game could, you know, be the game that we need to win here to get in. And um, once you get in, it's a new season. I tell the kids last year, you know, we beat Lenape. Lenape sneaks in, backdoors into the playoffs. We're one win short last year, and Lenape is the 16th seed, ends up beating the one seed, Washington Township. So, and then plays in the sectional final. So, you keep building, you keep getting better, you keep working hard. Regular season and playoffs are two separate seasons. You know, it's a long season with football. It's a contact sport. You know, unfortunately injuries happen. Whoever can stay healthy and get better is going to make a playoff run. So the first the first step in that process for us right now is Egg Harbor. So Egg Harbor is all that's on our mind. If we can pull off the, the win Friday night, then we'll start discussing some other things. But um, I can't say enough of what a huge game this is. This is a huge game for us, a huge game for them, and it's going to be a heavyweight fight. Looking forward to it, Coach, and it's going to, like you said, it's going to be a heavyweight fight postseason potentially on the line in this matchup. And like we mentioned, you can tune in. Uh, on the Vineland Public Schools YouTube channel at 6 p.m. Myself and Rich Scarpa up in the booth or come on out to Egg Harbor Township. It's not that far of a drive and come support the Fighting Clan and uh, make it more of a home game environment for the boys on the field. But until next week when hopefully we're talking about a big win over EHT, getting set for homecoming. This has been another episode of the Dan Russo Show presented by the Red and Gray Gridiron Group and Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Coach Russo, I'm Kyle Bennett. We will see you all next week. Just a kid from the neighborhood. We're our kids from a neighborhood. Take me back to 96. I fall asleep with the radio on. I'll be ready come the daylight. I woke up saying it's about.